water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome once again to another episode. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Oh, I'm doing good and I'm pumped to cover uh, The Blue Spirit, book one, chapter 13. Yes, book one, chapter 13. This is going to be good. Yeah, and this one's written by our two, our two buds, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Kanitsko, so and directed by the prodigal son himself. Yeah, Dave Filoni returns once again to the podcast. Yeah, I did not realize how heavily involved he was with this show. Oh yeah, big time. Apparently, I don't know if he goes on with books two or three. I have no idea. Especially since three. This is not a spoiler, but three is around two thousand eight, and that's mm. when he probably goes and starts doing work on Clone Wars or CG War. Excuse me. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how long he, he stays involved. Yeah, no. How oh, about to do my little intro here before we start the episode proper? Please do. We begin this episode returning to everyone's favorite jerk brain, Commander Zhao. He's recently been promoted to Admiral, and he's using his newfound power to obtain the use of the Yuyan. Was that it? Yes. <laughs> the Yuyan archers, an elite group of warriors he plans to use in his attempts to capture the Avatar. And speaking of Team A, trouble is brewed within their ranks, as our two Water Tribe siblings have suddenly taken ill. Aang takes off to meet with a local herb pharmacist, and after a brief tryst with our wacky apothecary, Aang runs afoul of our group of skilled archers, winding up captured and held in a fire fortress. And over with our buddy Prince Zuko, Zhao's increased his search for the Avatar once again, and has encroached on Zuko's own pursuit of him, making the Fire Prince afraid that he'll never regain his honor, and um, to avoid this, he takes matters into his own hands and dons the guise of a mysterious Avenger, the Blue Spirit. Together, Aang and him make a daring escape from Zhao's fortress, at first working together, but eventually the Blue Spirit is forced to threaten Aang's life in order to secure their freedom. This eventually works, but Zuko is injured and demasked during the fight. Aang rescues him, but even still, Zuko strikes at him the first chance he gets, and the two once again go their separate ways. But back at the camp, Aang returns with the amphibian remedy prescribed to him from the pharmacist to help his friend's illness, and then he heads off to bed after a long day. And that's the blue spirit. I gotta make uh, two points from that. One, I gotta correct myself. Last episode, I said that Commander Zhao was an admiral. I was one episode behind. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yep. Yeah. I said Admiral than that in the flashback with the uh, Agni Kai duel between Zuko and his dad. I was wrong. I said Admiral. I meant Commander. Yeah, and it's funny you hadn't even uh, pre-watched this one yet. So there you go. Nope, <laughs> not even. I forgot about this. That was a big plot point in this episode. And two, funny how the uh, Water Tribe errs are the ones that get cold, and Ang does uh, not. Yeah, that's funny. 
Oh, but I guess to get into that, we gotta get back to timestamp zero. Hit play in three, two, one, play. I dare anybody to watch this on Paramount Plus. <laughs> oh, which Brianna just won today. Excuse me? Yeah, she won it from uh, McDonald's. What, what was it again that they Monopoly. do? Monopoly. Monopoly, thank you. Yeah, she got three months free, Paramount Plus. We get it up here now? Apparently, I was shocked. She's like, yeah, I guess so. Dang, dude. Holy smokes. That's something else, eh? It's quite a prize. Three months. I mean, yeah, oof. three months of that, eh? Bud. There's Whistler Sun for you. Well, now for me, yes, because I started later than you. Whistler Sun. <laughs> the Blue Spirit. Yeah, and we opened, going back to the place that we've seen. I Actually, I guess we haven't seen this one. Never been here before. Yeah, I was seeing that other fire temple that we went to. Whatever that place was called. That's the that's the fire temple. This is a fortress slash prisoner or prison, excuse me. Yeah, fire fortress or whatever. With prisoners. Or at least a naval base. Yeah, and I guess these uh archers here are training up for their their prison duties or something. <laughs> yeah, no. This is um these are cool. And um spoilers, I wish we used them more often. <laughs> yeah, they don't do too much with them in this episode. But they, uh, they do, yeah, it's actually true, especially later on, but like they do, um, what they do give a reason why, because they're strictly for prison usage. Um, there's, there's strictly prison guards, which I don't know how they feel about that, but. Yeah. And I I, just got to say their little eye tattoos or makeup makes me think of, uh, Nightwing. Absolutely. I couldn't help but think of Nightwing or just any hero that has a domino mask. <laughs> They're supposed to be based off of I think Yuyan is I think a I think that's a South American term. I could be wrong on that, but they're supposed to be based off of both uh Aboriginals in both North America and South America. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. And for anybody saying no, they're supposed to be Japanese based. If they were Japanese based, they would be using longbows. <laughs> And they're not using longbows. They're clearly using recurves right there. <laughs> oh, wait, who's that in the background? I don't even know who that is. Oh, you're jumping the gun. I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no. Yes, yeah, so we get a brief little scene here where, yeah, we see them practicing. And then Commander Zhao is there with, I guess, whoever is like the prison warden or whatever. Um, Shinu, I believe. Commander Shinu or Shinu. Yeah, and Zhao's like, hey, you know, these guys are pretty good. They seem like they'd be good at catching an avatar. Why don't you lend them out to me? Better than that lightning bolt Zolt guy I got there. <laughs> or senior, excuse me. <laughs> He's been filming me every, like, every other week. Yeah, and the, the warden's like, no, no, we need these guys to be my guard, and plus I just don't like you. You seem rude. And so, uh, I don't know, but unfortunately, uh, is it a hawk or some sort of bird shows up? Yeah, a, a falcon slash carrier pigeon, carrier pigeon, um, messenger bird, as they say, comes in. And he grabs, although he has a pauldron on, so, he, you know, usually you, if you are falconry eating, um, you would have a, uh, you would have a glove on just so that the talons wouldn't slice your arm open. But he's got a pauldron on, so it makes sense. And more faster than you can say, um, Oh, I don't know. You're about to step in quicksand. Um, the words of Commander Zhao wanting to request these troops, these these are Union archers, uh, is well comes true because he's apparently been promoted to admiral by way of the Fire Lord himself, and thus now his request is an order. Um, so 
that's uh, the DM giving you something this episode, Jow. Um, that means you're going to get something taken away from you. Chekhov's gun or Chekhov's karma. <laughs> yeah, we also get Chekhov's mysterious uh, spy man up in the corner. Yes. Um, I need to make a plot point or not a plot point. I'm going to make a point to uh, bring up something about the Union archers later on, uh, probably towards the end of the episode, but not right now. Yeah, and I, I just want to comment briefly on seeing the blue spirit here. It, it it almost doesn't seem to fit. Like, I feel like it would have fit more with Zuko being like, oh, I'm frustrated that Zhang's got these troops, you know, come out of my ship and, like, push me around. I need to take matters in my own hands. Who? With Zuko here? You, well, you said Zhang. Who's who's Zhang? I say oh, Zhao, sorry. I was thinking of the Zhangs from yeah. uh Yes, the Zhangs. From the Great Divide. <laughs> Wait, they're back. What they're they're involved here? Oh, they're there. Yeah. They are? Wow, okay. Maybe they're the Union Archers. <laughs> <laughs> they they seem to have almost like the same uh get up in a way. Not get up, but like their their color palette matches both of them. Yeah, I'm looking for the one with his beard uh tucked in his belt. Yeah, there you go, the second command. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what what do you think about that? Do you think it's a little surprising that Zuko? I, I know what you mean. Yeah, spoilers in a way. Uh, this is a little uh, continuity wise, but I feel like they, I guess they needed him to be there uh, to be scouting stuff. Like maybe he's been doing this for a while, where he's scouting or he's um, not scouting. What is it? Eavesdropping on Zhao's conversations to get like within earshot of him to you know spy on what he's planning. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Zuko, at least previously, cared that much about Zhao. He was more like just an annoyance. Like, ah, oh, here's this jerk again coming around bothering me. Unless he got like he he's starting to get a little more smart. Well, it's smart, but he's starting to get a little more genre savvy. And after the incident with um on the Fire Temple, where he thinks that Zhao, uh, he eluded Zhao by you know doing that diversion while going on his dinghy. Um, and then just shows up at the fire temple and arrests him. He's like, all right, I got to get a little more genre savvy here and kind of get on top of Zhao and he's hauled up in this area. So that's why I'm going to like, you know, start eavesdropping on this conversation. So maybe that's his way of thinking. I have no idea. Maybe he spotted the, the, the messenger pigeon. So followed it there. Messenger pigeon. Who knows? Maybe he knows that like he just happens to be nearby and the attractive avatar, around this area so you know everything is very serendipitous right now and is all going in his favor yeah it, it i just wanted to point out because it felt a little convenient and a little strange a little but. strange a little early on like it shouldn't have happened yet like it was a little the setup should have happened a little later on but it was it's set up nonetheless yeah and we also got a little bit of setup here for our poor sick little buddies um first uh Sokka looking like a little burrito in his cute little <laughs> This cute little thing he's wearing. <laughs> they have a term for that. That's a that's an actual. Uh, it's not a it's not a parka, but it's uh it's 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 a sleeping bag. It's like an ancient sleeping bag. That's an, I don't know, ancient sleeping. Bag. I feel like that's a what actual Inuits have. I mean, for pit's sakes, they live in the Arctic for crying out loud. They've <laughs> got to have like something up there to keep themselves warm all year round. They've survived this long. Yeah, and I just wanted to point out this this space that they're in. I don't know. It's some sort of ancient temple, but they have this beautiful. Uh, like tapestry or something from the wall. It's like a waterfall. Goodness gracious. Like we first like are introduced into like this scene. It's a beautiful location, like an absolute it's the colors are very muted, um, but, and almost like sucked up, but I love it. I, I love it so much. 
Yeah. Um, goodness gracious, like this scene, I don't know if it's supposed to evoke like a, a Southern American uh, culture, uh, architecture, or if it's something like I've seen it before. I guess it might be. It might be like something like in Machu Picchu almost in a way. Where it's like, you know, descending on a hilltop. I'm probably wrong on that. I'm so sorry to anybody who's listening to that right now. But like, I don't know. It just looks absolutely gorgeous. And the sky looks great as well. Just all around good stuff with the environment. And it reminds me of, um, I'll show you this one day. Uh, it'll be on the other channel. Uh, well, part of it will be on this channel, but in the future. But the other part of it will be on the other channel. Maybe we'll see. Um, or it's called, uh, the movie's called A Girl from Gaia. And there's a similar region that is very similar to this that going back to this after having watched that um i'm just like oh my goodness they're very similar like they almost got from the same like source i'd say but yeah it just reminds me of that and that's a good movie that i like so it's like wow that's that's amazing oh cool and yeah that tapestry is just spot on it's really nice uh but yeah uh, Sokka's definitely looking like he's on his deathbed i mean he's <laughs> He's not looking great. <laughs> You've had some pale days there, bud, and uh, you could probably relate. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, and, and although he's looking kind of rough, uh, Katara very quickly starts not looking so great herself, and she's hacking up along. Oh, you know what this means. You you definitely know what this means, right? Yeah, the IVs are coming. They're they start locking you up in a hospital bed. I've been there. Well, I just meant like she's gotten a cough, and they say like, oh, it's just a cough. It's never just a cough. Yeah, starts with a co, ends with a vid. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's uh, it's the number letters one nine. So we don't want to go there. Um, jokes aside, I like that <laughs> this um, this is a clear follow up to the last episode in that both of them get uh sick from the storm. Again, Ooh. I wish Ang got sick, um, but I guess he just has perfect air control like perfect lung control so he can keep like the germs in and out um so he must have not he's like me where i don't get sick from storms nor being outside in the cold everybody else who thinks that i get cold like sick from colds or being outside in the cold forget that <laughs> i'm literally like ang for pit's sakes i'm not saying i'm i got an iron lung or something like that i'm just saying like i don't get i don't get sick from the outdoors I could get sick from germs outside, but this, but what is it? Uh, colder temperatures and winds and storms don't affect me that way. Like these two have, which again, like I said, it's very interesting that they get sick from that and not like, I guess cause they're associated with water. So I'm just like, well, they got sick from a storm, which is on the water. Seems interesting. Oh, but just cause you mentioned this one's so much of a follow up on the last one. It's kind of nice that we get the same kind of designs for uh, Zuko's crewmen when we cut over to Zuko. Yeah, that's right. Nice little bit of continuity. Can I just say how adorable Appa looks in his like resting state? Oh, yeah. It looks super cute. Oh, man. It looks like a big old cat just curled up. I just want to see him like all of a sudden make bread with his hands. <laughs> Literally hands, not paws. Because he has paws. How did Aang not get sick right there from Katara? That's weird. Hey, he's got that that Avatar constitution. Oh, but <laughs> yeah, he's got a real good constitution. He's got like a nineteen in constitution. Oh, but we see over on Zuko's ship. Seems like kind of the the trouble with the crew is all settled. They're all working together. Um, looks like. I mean, I fair enough. 
It looks like Iroh's got his little pie show game and Zuko and whoever that guy with the, the is it mutton chops or whatever that is? <laughs> it's not a pie show game. It's a pie show uh, racket. That was it. Yeah, he's like he's literally swindling the whole crew out of their money. They're gonna like be bankrupt by the time. Like, they don't even I don't even know if they're getting paid. That's the question. So he's a pie shark. shark? Yeah, he's a pie shark. That's what he is, or pie <laughs> shark, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. <laughs> also, pardon me to point back, but like uh, basically, Aang's gonna. He found this old map somewhere. Plot told him to. I don't know. GM gave him something. Rolled a twenty on search. Who knows? And. Is like, oh, this map tells me that there's an arborist nearby, or an herbalist nearby, not an arborist, a uh, herbalist nearby. I'm going to go find her and see if she, or they, excuse me, sorry, has a remedy that could cure your guys' sickness because you're not down with the sickness right now. <laughs> and he's about to go out and he's going to fly there and it's just like, nope, I'm going to walk. And it's because there's a big old lightning bolt. So. He goes on, uh, goes for a walk, a simple walk to the other side of the mountain and starts off by a leap and then just completely blitz Kriegs it and just flash runs all the way over there. Anyway, now the ship. Yeah. The, uh, quartermaster, as I'm calling him, uh, is kind of, yeah, he's now down with the, uh, the hunt for the avatar. He's now sympathizing with him. Maybe. I don't know if he's thinking maybe Zuku will put in a good word if they capture him and he'll get a better play. I have no idea. Maybe his his opportunities will you know increase from this. I, I don't know. Um, but he seems to be alongside, as you said, like they've made amends. Yeah, but very quickly, um, a crew, I guess, working for the new Admiral shows up and they're like, hey, like, give us all your information on the Avatar because we're taking command here. Yep. So that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> I love Zuko's face of just like, get off my ship. Yep. All right, Harrison Ford there. Yeah, I'm glad they used uh, reused the same designs for the uh, crewmen. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's nice to have a little bit of a little bit of continuity there. Agreed. Oh, but yeah, he's definitely swindling now. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait. Good old Hyro. Wait, wait. Is there was the lotus leaf there? Was the white lotus there? I have no idea. Oh, I don't think I saw it either. I can't see. I see something like I see two petals of some sort or two flowers of some sort. I can't tell if that was a lotus leaf or not. Yeah. And it's interesting that we see a little bit like it makes me think of um, Princess Monoke again. I literally was thinking that, especially with who directed this and the fact that allegedly the, he was the one that introduced those two to that movie. Yeah. We see some guys like hiding up in a little tree fort peeking out. Almost the shot's very similar to uh, Princess Monoke. It's a tree. It's a tree post basically or a tree house. Yep um it's post yeah and they yeah they spot him there i i we were talking over that scene and i missed if they spot no i'm him. looking at it right now um yeah they're basically just stating like oh yeah the avatar can do this that that this and they're just like that's yeah, baloney like I've, i wasn't born back that back then so i have no idea if that's the case or not and then as soon as literally like out of a warner brothers cartoon of the roadrunner and the coyote literally just you just see this dust cloud like come <laughs> right across these these ridges and there's ang just like blitzkrieging it like right past them and destroys their outpost not outpost but destroys their their little uh tree house there wasn't even in the trees it seems and just blows the wind right past them and um yeah the one just uses their signal horn and yeah 
Yeah, and we cut back briefly to set up a little bit of a running joke throughout the episode where we see Katara telling Momo, hey, get us some water. And I love Momo's just kind of like, uh, face. And then, then we see what he hears as she's explaining to him. Well, we get his perspective and what he hears. And apparently he's not, what do you call it? He's not a monochrome, not monochrome. He's not a uh, colorblind, excuse me. What am I? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Same thing. Uh, he's not colorblind. He sees everything, but he has a green tint to his eye or to his vision, which makes sense. Yeah, but then we, we quickly switch gears back to Aang and he's running to the the apothecarist or whatever you call that. <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. call the apothecary, I believe, is what's called. Yeah, maybe that's what the place is. And I... that's a weird-looking creature in there. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it's like a cat, dog. You know, I guess more cat than dog, but something about its face. Uh, it's just a cat. I don't know. I thought something about it looked off. Like it didn't look quite right. But no, there. Okay, so there was a. I was on the Geekvolution Discord yesterday, and there's. I don't know who it was, but they have this. Uh, profile picture of an orange cat looking thing and it's from a book and i can't remember i've seen that image before and i can't remember what it was is it pet cemetery maybe i don't know oh maybe it's house yes it is house that's what it is thank you i completely forgot about that yeah it is house mm. yeah that image i'm just like i've seen that image before somewhere it's startling this looks like a similar like cat to that like image of the house. Yeah, and we see that this this lady, she probably spends a little bit too much time on her own just with her cat. She's a little bit a little bit off. <laughs> but we don't spend too much time with him yet. We we switch back and go over to Zuko's ship again. What do we call in the last episode? Oh, yeah, the uh the Avatar Jaeger or something like that. <laughs> um well, hang on. I'm uh Sticking on this rather, uh, I mean, yeah, you're going ahead, but sticking on this for a second. The um, well, first off, her the, the cat's name is Muki, which is the name of my friend's wife. And second of all, yeah, it seems like she's pretty much the only one here, other than like making a making a point, almost like setting up a point where it's just like only Earth Kingdom wounded Earth Kingdom soldiers come by, uh, and you know. They get my remedies and they feel a lot better after that. And I'm just like, is that going somewhere? Like, I feel like that's, that's, you're setting something up there. Probably not. I don't know. That's probably just a reference to something else. Hey, uh, maybe, maybe it's a reference to Mary Seacole. Cause they just, uh, I just watched the most recent episode of Dr. Who and they mentioned her. She was like a Jamaican, two Jamaican, uh, <laughs> like doctor who was, uh, built a little place called the British hotel among, on like a battlefield. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's a pretty cool, nice little peek into someone I'd never heard of before. Oh anyway. yes, she took both sides. She took wounded from both sides. She took wounded from both sides. Yeah, that's yeah. I've heard that story before. That sounds like I'm being sarcastic. Pardon me, but it's like <laughs> I I have heard that kind of story before. Hmm. Um, wait, so she was an actual doctor? I think she was just a nurse. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like she could be a doctor, yes, but I mean, like she was the actual doctor. Yeah, well, she was, she became the doctor's companion for that brief little episode. That's, but... that's fair, but she was not the doctor. No. Okay, fair enough. But there's, are there, by the way, are there jokes about that where, like, every time he says, like, other than, like, doctor and somebody says who, do they ever, like, ask, okay, so you're a doctor, what are you doctor in? Like, can you help us with this? Do you, like, do family practices? Are you a pharmacist? Do you do surgery? 
is are those jokes ever there or are they like just are those like like low low bar jokes for like lowest common denominator uh they throw them in every now and again like just in this most recent one when the doctor introduced herself to mary seacole the doctor was like doctor that's that's like a male title like what like and the doctor was like i don't worry about it (laughs) oh was it yeah uh was it a i was it like a a, like a four uh what what era was that from like when I I mean like that this woman this Jamaican woman what era was that? Uh, it would have been like the middle eighteen hundreds. It was during the okay. uh, the Crimean War that they were. Oh at, golly! So no, that makes no. That's perfectly. That makes perfect sense. Oh, but anyway, back to this. Episode. Yeah, back to this. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so let's go. Oh yeah, I guess Zuko. He's you know doing his usual thing, taking out his frustrations. He's um, doing a dance. He's doing he's doing a fancy dance there. Really sped up dance as well. Little meditations. Yeah, his eyes looking extra wonky in this episode. I don't know. It's like it's looking like it's pretty closed up there. Maybe he's got some allergies. <laughs> Maybe he's got allergies. Yeah, my, my, that's not how I work, but that's that's fair. Yeah, and then we we cut back to the the lady, and Aang's just playing with the cat. You know, that's kind of cute. He likes yep. cats, I guess. I like. Uh, well, cats he's too. you know he's an animal lover. The, the Avatar spirit, you know, enjoys all kind all all, all life basically is pro life everything so therefore you know all creatures of the earth whether it is animal or plant maybe in fungi bacterium and amoeba maybe that's why he doesn't get sick they just stay away from them it's like no you're a force of good so therefore we stay away from you and you'll get sick who knows could be. I, I i doubt that <laughs> be funny if protists and bacterium and amoebas just stay away from it's like yeah we're good but viruses just like come in it's just like no this is prime material you know every time every every now and again i wonder do those guys get sick are there smaller viruses that affect them but anyway <laughs> like like mini viruses like well not even that atomic size viruses that affect micro bio, mi- micro viruses wait not micro, what am i saying just very very smaller viruses that affect normal viruses yeah, I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, either sounding like this is a Ant Man plot, or maybe more like the the Atom plot. Um, I'll tell you. Anytime I think about viruses, I think about the H.P. Lovecraft story from Beyond. When he wrote it, when he like heard about viruses, and he was so horrified that he wrote like a horror story about them and about these kind of like interdimensional beings type of things. Yeah, when you when you like are on the precipice of the fact that like it's common knowledge for us nowadays, people maybe not really think about that, but the fact that what you're looking at right now in front of you, like I'm looking at my room mm-hmm. and I can clearly see everything in here, but the fact that there are right now in front of us, all around us, probably in our eyes, every orifice right now as well, there are tiny microorganisms that live on a different plane of existence almost. Like they're going in and out of your body. Like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And they're not even being affected by your digestive tract. They can just go in and out. How scary. Like, and then there's these small little itty bitty things that can go into you from the air, like this clean air that you have. And again, can inf- like, can make you sick. Yeah. Goodness kill gracious. You. If, if, if Lovecraft was here right now with this pandemic, he, or sorry, endemic at least in canada as it's been announced last week um about this when this was recorded um he he would have none of it he would just be i have none of it 
to make his own COVID-19 story. Yeah, I just think those things are crawling on your ears, on your eyes right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're in your nose, dude. They're under your fingernails. Like, they're all around you. <laughs> scary stuff. Like, really oh. scary stuff. And to, and to for a hundred, not even hundred, for like a thousand years, people didn't realize that. Except for maybe the, the like, you know, what is it? The, not ancient doctors, but like um, medieval European doctors who wore those masks um, who actually survived because they had the right idea. There's probably other people who had the idea as well of like wear a mask so that like, you know, you get a chance with these small bacteriums or these small organisms and you may survive this black plague. Oh, but get back to this black episode. That's yeah. not black at all. <laughs> That's What's terrible. It's a terrible, uh, <laughs> what's the word segue? <laughs> yeah, terrible fragrance. <laughs> uh, we see this, this, uh, kind of older lady's kind of, you know, she's probably found pretty lonely because she's putting together her cat's lunch and almost framing it like she's putting some sort of potion together for Aang. Yeah, that was actually funny because I, I, at first, I forgot that like, he, he arrives there and she's already in the process of making something and it almost seems like either she knew he was coming or, he, of course, he just projected and assumed like, oh, hey, she's making this concoction for me. How, um, how convenient. And no, it's just, bud, it's, it's the old joke of like, dude, this is, bud, this is my soup or this is my, 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 my dinner slash food. In the case of it's Muki's dinner. Yeah. It turns oh. out all he needs to do is go and collect some frozen wood frogs. And she tells him, oh, go down to the local swamp. That's all you need. So. Oh, and she tells them that they got to suck on them. So yep. that seems to really bother Aang. Yeah, suck on them frogs there, bud. Yeah, we'll return to that later. I feel like that's something, like, as jokey as that sounds and the way they're making a joke, I feel like that's actually based off of something where, I mean, they're not eating them, obviously, but they're just sucking on their juices, on their, on their, I guess, being, I don't even know. Um I think don't frogs actually do freeze and they wake up. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah, amphibians are pretty pretty uh like primitive kind of animals, so it's not too surprising. I mean, poison tree frogs, one touch from that or poison dart frogs, excuse me. You one touch of that and you're dead. Yep. They 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 know their stuff. Let's put it that way. They they're one with the nature as they say. So, if it's anything, go to the amphibians. You don't want to get you don't you don't want to have uh, get get anything from the birds. Uh, we don't want to burn de- we, we don't want to burn Demic here, do we? Well, speaking of getting things from birds, we see some arrows flying with uh, bird feathers on the end of them. So can I just say also funny enough that um, Ang calls her insane. Yeah, that is funny. You're insane, aren't you? It's just like there's nobody else in this town. Literally, she's like the only one left. By the way, what did you think of the inside of her little um, nursery? I guess what I call it. Oh, I thought it was pretty. Another nice little piece of art for this episode. Very good design, I'll say that. Again, this whole region is a great design. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, and when he leaves, you see, like, there's lots of different little domes. So I guess she's got a couple different little areas that she's growing things in. That are, those were former houses for people. Who knows? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Aang almost immediately after leaving gets attacked by the, was it Yuyan? Yuan? Yuyan arrow, archer, excuse me archers yeah and they they put up quite a quite a good fight for him again the art it's very kind of flowing i i appreciate the wind nice little detail to add there i gotta actually call out that so as soon as ang comes out of the nursery 
there's a there's a wind blowing. These guys are that good enough to know where to fire and know where the wind's traveling. Oh yeah, gracious. they're pointing right to the wind. Yeah, so they get pulled right like, where they. Yeah, they know where. I mean, yeah, I guess they are. <laughs> they're in trees and they're pointing, aiming downwards, so that gravity is on their side. I mean, that's the whole point of archers is that you rather shoot downward at an angle so that you get a clear shot and you know you can work with gravity more um rather than shooting straight whatever yeah you want to you want to point out some things that don't seem to make sense i don't get why these frogs are already frozen it doesn't seem like it's that cold out uh well but as you can see there sir it's uh it's winter there eh is it i didn't see any snow it's uh book one water so like um well there was ice in the ground so oh was there hmm. Yeah, there's ice in the, uh, whatever you call it, ice in the in the water. Oh. Or at least around it, I believe. Yeah, because in fleeing, Aang falls into some water and finds some of the frogs. Kind of a scene similar to, what's it called, uh, in The Incredibles, where Dash, like, you know, falls all the way, like, down the mountaintop or whatever. And then, like, uses a vine to grab onto. In this case, Aang's just, you know, using his airbending to get out of here. And, oh, yeah forgot checkoffs he left his glider back at the um back where they were sit or they were where they were uh, staying yeah and we see him use a little bit of more ice defense just like he used to uh save himself 100 years in the past yes yeah, shows that he's actually using water it's like oh wait he's actually getting yeah there's ice right there what are you talking about yeah yeah, I didn't see it at first when he fell yeah. in the water. What but... are you talking about, dude? Yeah, he wasn't about? there before. I, I'm calling. Jeez, they just this. shot a frog in there. I'm, I'm assuming that the frog was, you know, killed, either killed or the ice like kept him alive. <laughs> I don't even know. His skin hardened, so he's like Colossus. I have no idea. But yeah, he uses ice and works initially, but they shoot. They they use the setup of like, oh, they shot three at once, and we saw before that. Uh, when they were training earlier, they shot three arrows at once and it went right through. I assume either that was wood or that was straw target. I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was wood. So it would also go through this crude like ice material. To me, I'm just like, Ang, why don't we just make another one? But like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you know, that's that's just me. Uh, uh, backseat quarter or quarter. Yeah, back. What, how, what is that thing called? Uh, backseat quarterbacking or whatnot. Backseat gaming, couch quarterbacking. There we go. Yeah. Oh, but either way, he gets he gets ensnared by the the group here. I guess it was a good bet on Zhao's part. Get these guys because yeah, they caught the avatar pretty quick. So. <laughs> yep. And uh, then they never use them again. Spoilers. <laughs> Which is the <laughs> stupidest thing in the entire series. No, maybe not stupidest thing in the entire series, but it's just like yeah. I mean, these this this group dumb. Like completely, like you have you have a way of doing so, unless like it's because Aang was completely distracted and had no intention of fighting these guys, and was just literally like his friend's survival was more important than his own. Like all he's got to um, do is break their bowstrings, and then they're somewhat useless, other than maybe their accuracy skills. And maybe freeze their arms um, and their legs, and then they're fine. Or encase them in rock and they're nothing. So, like, once again, never use them again. Really, really dumb. Whatever, anyway. And the, either that's writing part or that's on Zhao's part. 
Yeah, I was gonna say maybe Zhao was so angry that he like had all their bows broken and had them all arrested and locked up in their prison. <laughs> Just like the fire sages. Goodness gracious, this man is. N- Why is he an admiral again? <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. In that last episode, he was in with the family or something. Yeah, he knew somebody. Maybe he's like an illegitimate son. Oh, something like that. Who knows? We don't go there. Uh, this isn't Game of Thrones. Um, but I guess we should also mention that Sang's imprisoned, right? Um, yeah. First time the two of them meet. Oh. He, okay, he sort of met, well, maybe not Aang, but like Zhao certainly saw Aang, sort of, maybe. No, not really. Uh, in, uh, in Avatar Roku, where, but it said it was Roku instead. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, he didn't actually see his body. So this is the first time they actually have, I guess, they're both talking to each other. Anyways. Also, I guess I should just make this stupid joke. Isn't that the guy from the... Uh, why, do, why does Zhao sound like the uh, guy at the end of the Resident Evil movie that we recently watched? Oh, wait. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if I have much to say with this this scene with them. I don't really feel like Zhao really shines in it in any way. He's um, just kind of mean bad guy. <laughs> well... I'd say they have uh they they set up a reason why they're not going to kill him. That's probably a little important. Maybe it's uh yeah. maybe it's not important, but I I think it is in that like they can't exactly kill him now because the avatar will always pose a threat to uh their their plans. So they can't kill him. Instead, they're just like, "Oh, we'll just imprison you. We'll keep you alive barely." And um yeah, then we'll like once we take over like the South poles, like, or both poles, then like we have control over all waterbenders. So we can let you die. Then we kill the newborn waterbender there. And then we have control over the earthbender or the earth kingdom, excuse me. And then we kill the earth, the, the new avatar who's the, uh, from the earth kingdom. And then we finally have our own avatar of the fire nation and we'll mold them to be, you know, our, next in line i guess i don't know they'll probably be fire lord huh. oh, but yeah we yeah like you said Zhao's like hey we're not going to kill you but we're going to keep you locked up and so we cut over to kind of a more jokey scene after that kind of more like oh like oh no sad scene uh ang's locked up so we get some jokey bits with momo here he's bringing some some dead mice and i guess he doesn't bring the other stuff yet but no this is definitely a running joke throughout the episode. Yeah, which uh, if my mother were here, she would like freak the heck out of that. Uh, about the mice? Yeah, just because she doesn't like mice. But does she like blue spirits? Because we get him returning finally. <laughs> I, don't think, I think she'd be like demon if that was the case. <laughs> he does have those demony teeth. But I feel like this is where he should have first appeared. This is, by the way, the shot where they do... What's that shot where they, like, cut towards him, but they do cuts? Uh, I'm not sure what that kind of editing's called. Whatever that editing's called, that's amazing. Like, that's used for horror films, which does get me most of the time. Better than jump scares, I'm going to say that. That's a better editing technique than jump scares. Yeah, Wes Anderson uses that often as well. Yeah, he does. Um, Not for horror reasons, but for um, the way he directs yeah edits um anyway so we see the blue spirit there never actually named by the way so we're just going off well it's okay yeah title is called blue spirit this is you know a person with a what looks like a 
Oni type mask almost, or uh, whatever the Chinese equivalent is another troll face. Yes, I said troll face, but that's kind of what that is. That's masks, you know, reflect monsters sometimes or, or other beings. And in this case, it might be an Oni or a Chinese variant of the Oni or the Korean version of the Oni. I, I don't remember. Or the darkness within uh, Zuko's soul. Well, yes. What does it say? Well, we don't know that Zuko. So uh, how <laughs> well, does it reflect uh, this person's character? Like, who knows? We'll find out more about this guy. This guy is completely like, at, like he hides within the dirt. Like this guy is completely motivated. Yeah. Ninja. What is he after? Manages to sneak in pretty easy. And the uh, we see Zhao addressing his, his troops. And the architecture of this place is pretty dark looking. Like it's all so fiery. It looks scary. Looks evil. <laughs> Just evil. <laughs> I like how they have like three inner rings, by the way. That's kind of cool. Mm. Um, so there's no chance of escape. Yeah, we get another little name drop of Sozin's Comet here. Yeah, actually, them addressing Sozin's Comet. Oh, also, yep. I love that we are the sons and daughters of fire as Spirit Element. What, there's no like big fire blasting off behind them to destroy like some planet? Yeah, he does like a wrestler's pose. Like he raise up his arm and like, yeah. <laughs> or when the, the pyrotechnics kick in. <laughs> yeah. You'd think that would happen. But that's interesting that he said that line. I must have missed that one. That's a little, yeah, a little xenophobic or something. Also, this is the year. Uh, so like both Bossing Say collapses and uh, which is, again, another setup, I guess. That's something to come in the future. And so the comet returns. This means we are in the new year. So Aang has like eight months of training to go through oh wow yeah or i should say uh supremacist rather than xenophobic but yeah supremacist uh i mean maybe there's some xenophobia in there yeah yeah but i that seems more like supremacist talk but Su- superiority in a way but very much a superiority complex um this is the year of the fire nation on the last day of the earth kingdom and the water tribe yeah, he's a pretty, yeah, he's definitely getting his little cult of personality going on. Yeah, and uh, how did the rest of that speech go? Uh, he starts nah, talking about breaking apart, though. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we, we cut back to Ninja Ninja Blue Spirit sneaking in. Uh, obvious uh, parallels to Episode 7. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the Star Wars episodes? I was literally was trying to, I was literally trying to make a joke about Domahawk Gleason's character. <laughs> Oh, oh! When I okay, said fire that's... comes up to blow up the planet, I'm like, "Oh, that's that's funny." Yeah, I completely missed it. I was re- I was listening to uh, Zhao's speech about breaking the, the walls of the city. No, that's fair. Yeah, and it's very similar to um, Hux's speech, right? Yep. Yeah, I can definitely see it. Yeah. Oh, but we cut back to poor Ang, and things are really not going well for him because his collection of toads that he caught—frogs, frogs, difference. There, there's a difference. Yeah, they're all they're all scampering away as they begin to thaw. They've thawed, half thawed at least. <laughs> they look pretty pretty pitiful. Some of them only got the partial thaw, and like the arms are wrecked or their legs, yeah. and so they're, <laughs> I guess, trying to find water again. Yeah, it's like get us out of here. I'm too cold. <laughs> we hate the heat. I gotta freeze. Just uh, I'll freeze myself to like avoid all this cold. Even though they're in a hot building, though, keep that in mind. They're they're in a hot environment, so that's why they thawed. Um, 
but frogs and amphibians love heat, so they would thrive in this condition. Do they? I didn't think they did. Hmm. No, they love the, the. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Now all of a sudden, okay, you know what? Hang on a second. I gotta. Oh, I'm boy. gonna. I'm gonna look this up. I hate this, but I'm gonna have to look this up. We do get a cute little bit when the frogs start crawling under the door, and the guards look down, and for a moment they're like, "Huh," and then they just kind of look away, like, "Okay." <laughs> I guess we accept our. This is our lot for the day. Um, not the strangest thing we've seen, but. But then when they look down again, they see something even stranger. Just one of their their helmets or something. It, I I think this helmet actually, is what the blue spirit guy wears in the movie. Or at least something similar like that. Uh, some like uh, yeah. Oh wait, yeah. No, because he has the hair. If you remember that. Oh yeah, the hair. Yeah. Is the fake hair. Yeah, but then they look up again the same way. They're like, oh, another strange thing. And then only one of them goes off to look. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was a little bit of uh, visual humor. And then one of them gets fired, and then the other two have to go walk away. But <laughs> fired. Have the same look. Uh, yeah, it looks like, yeah, it, it does turn out that, yeah, they are. They, they, they... There is a thing with their, their, their um, amphibians do have a thing with heat. They do, they do enjoy heat. Hmm. Very much more so than we do. Um, I think they need we heat more than we do sometimes because we can at least regulate our body temperatures most of the time. But like, mm. yeah, they can't stand cold, whereas we can somewhat stand cold anyway. Whatever. Sorry. Yeah. yeah and then the blue spirit attacks the last of the guards, and it seems like he freezes his uh, fire there. Yeah. Well, or at least the, what it looks like is he takes a a a random pitcher a bucket of water and throws it on him maybe it was oh. cold water i don't know and then douses the fire which again we don't we don't know who this is so i think for some i think there were some people who stated they thought this was a f- airbender that, yeah i don't remember what i thought but i remember being very intrigued yeah because i remember seeing this episode when i was a kid and i was like "Ooh, who is this this is kind of cool this guy is really cool get up and i want to know more and so i watch more um yeah, I think the mystery of it works quite well. Yeah, uh, I, he also has a really uh, he said he says a lot. Like like, there's so many words he says, and it's very quippy <laughs> when he takes these guys down. He's more quippy than a Marvel movie. Goodness gracious! Yeah, I thought it was Spider Man for a minute there. Yeah, no, he's way more quippy than Spider Man. Like Spider Man's got nothing on him. This is like who Spider Man took lessons from in quippiness. Yeah, and speaking of quippy, we we cut back to uh, poor uh, Katar and Sokka still laid out. Katara's looking like she's like a princess or something at this point. She's got her nice little like regal outfit on and the 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 crown. Yeah, but she's just begging for water still. I'm still at the bit of uh with where like my friends need to suck on those frogs. You're oh, you're still back there? Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a part right there, so now I'm at where you're at. Where as they're lying before uh on off of there and we kind of see a direct like a like an outward shot of where all the loot that momo's brought um <laughs> we it kind of looks like something out of a um mike magnola comic oh i could definitely see that yeah yeah should i bring it up right now because i don't know if i i should but these were this is once again your buds oh dr movie yep mm. Well, they did a good job with this one. I didn't really notice too much. Oh my goodness, you'll never hear him say that again. 
I think I said it in the the Great Divide a couple times too. Yeah, but this is like, is this like unabashed praise or just like, ah, you still got power problems here and there. Uh, there was, there's a couple faces that look a little wonky. That's fair. But for the most part, everything else looks good. And I quite like the blue spirit design. Yeah, the blue spirit design works really well. And we see uh, him and Aang teamed up here. They're escaping through the sewers and hashtag sewer level. Yeah, I think the water in the sewer looks good too. And yeah, well, probably disgusting, but like that's that's (laughs) probably good. (laughs) And we're about to kick off a pretty epic action sequence here because yes, we are. Once they uh, clear the sewers, that's when I mean they're caught pretty quick after that. Well, I mean, first we see. Uh, Admiral Zhao, excuse me, uh, walking through the uh, walking through the corridors and, you know, monologuing to his, I guess, secretary or whatnot. Yeah. And then finds three or four strung up guys who aren't dead, um, because it, it maybe makes sense with uh, who this character is. I don't know. Um, and then goes to the Avatar's chamber or the chamber where he's keeping Aang, and he's not there except for a frog. And croaks at him. And then he's like, I've been croaked at. That means that they've escaped somehow. They're in frogs. I gotta find a princess. If only there was a princess somewhere now. And she's gotta kiss these guys so they can turn them back into their human counterparts. And then I can arrest them all. Hey, that the frog will be kissing a princess uh, later on with Katara's little crown that she's wearing. Oh, there'll be, <laughs> there'll be certain mouth-to-mouths if that's the case. I can't that with that. But anyway, they're, yeah, they're captured pretty well. I'm not pretty quickly, but they're um, well. This, okay, so once again, we have a uh, action scene here. So I don't. Obviously, we're gonna have to like kind of fast forward through this. At least you and I, for I mean, you're probably watching right now. But like, yep. again, what is there to say? Yeah, there's not too much other than like, I, I guess what we could say is everything they done here was again done like completely well, i'll say better but like you can almost say this is our we're revisiting the scene from the uh the movie in our previous channel or from our other oh channel, yeah excuse me. very similar yeah almost identical <laughs> yeah right down to the fact that it's all anime no, no of course yeah. not no i just mean the scenario <laughs> sure but it's wait well okay well not really because in that one that was um he goes to the temple and then the guy shows up and is just like, I sell you out because I don't know. And then he's held in that prison and then the blue spirit shows up and then he goes inside this like machine. Actually, retroactively speaking, I just realized they turned the, the either that was the Eastern air temple or Western air temple. I think it's Eastern. Um, or no, the Northern Air Temple. They turned the Northern Air Temple into a prisoner or prison. That's kind of cool, retroactively speaking. I didn't realize that until now. It's actually really cool. We'll have to, I'll have to make mention of that when we watch that again. Yeah, fair enough. I, yeah, I don't really remember that stuff too well. Yeah, you so. don't. <laughs> you certainly. It's only because I remember that one like area that he uses. Like, I don't know. There's a little small like hut that he uses to fight in i don't know you probably don't remember that anyway whatever so no. back to this episode yeah there, there's not too much to say about the action scenes except for i really appreciate how they kind of complement each other they're very different styles one uh zuko or the blue spirits you know very aggressive yep and very uh skilled whereas ang doesn't really do too much like um active 
like offense. It's all kind of defense stuff. That is absolutely except for when yeah, except uh, the ladders for... show up, which the ladders are really cool because I I feel like that's a real concept where there's like one guy leading the it's almost like a battering ram, but one guy's leading the ladders, and then there's like a bunch behind him, and then all of a sudden these guys like run up a wall. I feel it's like. The, with the ladder they're pushing the guy up using physics that's that's really cool mm. yeah, i feel like cool. that's based off of something yeah i didn't really think about that but yeah that they're, they're doing that that's cool that's really cool and then but when i but, but other than like you know yeah ang's not showing aggression or being offensive now as soon as like they're up there as soon as like the ladders show uh are, are there he just starts blasting wind down on them like like downwind and lets gravity do the rest like he's yeah, blowing fair, guys back somehow to be fair, when he showed up at the doors in the first place, he blew everyone out of the way too, but he did. Well, yeah, now they're lighting the, the ladders on fire. Yeah, but I love the fact that they're using the ladders as literally step ladders almost. Or uh, uh yeah, stilts. Stilts, <laughs> thank you. I'm telling you, man, stilt men could work if they if they did them right in, in Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, we so it's a pretty cool action scene, even if I don't have a lot to say about it. It was, I thought it was well done. Well done. Probably, yeah, one of the, one, a great one we've had uh, after a while. Um, been a while since we have a, we had a good fight like this, but anyway. Yeah, and I other like corner here. Yep. Yeah, cornered and the blue spirit, you know, w- what other option does he have? Well, uh, it was kind of, Zhao kind of shot himself in the foot with an arrow by stating we need the avatar alive. He's like, Wait a minute! Exactly. Grabs his swords and like puts them right to Ang's throat. Oops. Yeah, yeah, and I like the shot when it's like um, they're at stalemate and they look in each other's eyes, but we only really see Zhao's eyes. <laughs> yeah, we don't see. I mean, that's yeah, that's something else. It's just like, are there is are there like holes or something? Not holes. Is are there like is there netting that is around his eyes, kind of like Spider Man's, where you can't see him? I I have no idea. Yeah, at first I thought he was wearing just like a black face nylon. Yeah. It was thin enough that he could see through, but then the mask comes off and it's clear that, that was not what was going yeah, on. Yeah, so. so it's like it's just like animation technique of like no yeah. it's like it's it's no different than Batman's eyes where you'll only ever see the whites of his eyes, yet it doesn't actually work that way in real life. Unless he yeah. had like glasses of some sort on. Yeah, but Zhao, you know, he feels like, okay, well, we're at a bit of a stalemate, so I'll I'll let him go free, and our buddies come back once again. The Yu Yin, I, I always think I'm saying one Yu Yin archer, not like all of them. That'd be funny <laughs> if they all did. Uses very precise shot and hits the blue spirit right in the mask, right on the temple, as David did with Goliath. Um, and it comes slightly loose, and uh, Ang notices something. Also, uh, Zhao saying like, "I'm gonna." Bring this guy along with me to the avatar to the fire lord with the avatar uh just i don't know i guess for extra brownie points i have no idea anyway well he wants to be seen as the legitimate son you know he's the fire he's the new oh fire yeah king. no it should have <laughs> even though probably almost the same age as ozai who knows <laughs> maybe the they're fire the brothers. brother he, yeah, <laughs> yeah he should have been he should have been the brother um, you're the brother i never had i Totally could see Ozai saying something like that. Oh, but I really like this moment here with with Aang and Zuko because Aang, you know, even though he doesn't know who this blue spirit is, they're like yeah. bonded by battle in a way. Yeah, he he's just like 
he, he's a kid. He can't he can't help but see like okay, wait, the mask came free. Who is it? All of a sudden, he takes it off. Gasp! It's Zuko. And for a moment, he's like, oh crap! Like this is my enemy. I'm gonna leave him. But again, I mean, again, they're kind of bonded in battle there. Yeah. And he just can't can't do it. Yeah, and also he brought up a smoke screen of dust to uh, clear to, to to clear everybody or to clear as to um, mask their themselves, well, smoke screen themselves, and so he yeah he has he's quick enough to grab both his broadswords and his mask and Zuko <laughs> himself. That's pretty funny, and also not leave a trail. Yeah, that's that's even more impressive. Yeah, and then we get something I didn't quite understand here. So we see Zhao, he's like frustrated. Yep. And then the, the frog croaks to his side. Yep. But when the frog hops away, there's like a big puddle underneath. Like, what was that? Was that just like, did he let off excess liquid when he thawed out? Or is that just an animation thing or it looks like it's a puddle or? That's the, uh, that's the frozen ice that is now thawed. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe he took a leak there or something. <laughs> no, that's just the ice that was coming off the frog that was uh, now now it's thawed out. Yeah, and that frog takes quite a quite a leap, quite a leap there. A big leap of faith. Although that actually happened the other day in our uh, in one of our sites where we, somebody ended up bringing a frog into a pile of leaves there, and we were like dumping a bunch of leaves into our dump truck there, and there's a frog right there, and it like. Our dump oh. truck's not that high. It's not even like a meter. Uh, I mean, it's about a meter high, I'd say. Uh, at least like, you know, for with, well, sort of, okay, between where like, you know, the, 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 where the, where the ledges and where the ground is, it's probably you know, almost a meter high. And the frog like took a leap off and my coworker was just saying, it's dead, it's dead, it's dead. And then the other two guys looked down there. It's like, it's moving. Like, oh, it's not dead. <laughs> Yeah, those guys kind of some some animals can survive a high fall, unlike us. Yeah, if they don't weigh too much, yeah, the fall doesn't really damage them. Yeah, not really. That's kind of the idea. So, oh, but speaking of taking a leap of faith, Aang sits there and wakes waits for uh, Zuko to wake up, and they have a little piece of dialogue here. Yeah, I think so far I've very much enjoyed this entire episode, but this really uh, I I very much enjoyed it, like this part especially. Yeah, beautiful setting. What Aang says kind of calls back to the previous episode in kind of a touching way. Yep. Saying, oh, I don't know if you want to say what he says there, but I don't know if this is the because of the uh, what is it the, the 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 stare they shared with each other before or not. But Aang just asked the simple question of like Tezuko hundreds ago, if you and I were around the same time. Would you and I have been friends? Yeah, maybe Maybe he just sees, you know, they took different paths and he sees that they could work well together if they weren't on opposite sides. And yeah, and he kind of reaches out an olive branch to, to Zuko there. There's clearly something there. Like there is clearly like they're both compatible with each other in a way. But yeah, and even the look he gives to Zuko, it's like, come on, like I'm I'm clearly reaching out here and there's no reason for us to be enemies at this point. Like, yeah, I'm keeping my distance, but this is just kind of what I do sometimes. Not not be distant, but like, I'm giving you your space and whatnot. I'm not going to be like right next to you. And yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a really touching scene. I'll say that. And then it ends the way it should. Yeah. With Zuko just 
blasting fire right in his face and Aang just reacting perfectly of like jumping away. Yep. And they even do like slow motion for a second. It's it's really good. I like that. Um that it's slow motion. Yeah, and the shot of uh Aang jumping through the trees is some beautiful stuff. And that look Zuko gives. Can I also say I love the fact that Zuko's hair is down? Yeah. We don't we don't see that often. We don't even see it fully, but like his the back of his hair is down. Yeah, and I, I think that eyebrow raise by Zuko is kind of a sign that he's uh you know, he was either touched or considered Aang's question now that Aang was gone. Yeah. Um especially later on as we see the two of them kind of go, you know, uh, back to a routine, but like are going yeah. home basically. They're 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 making their way to their back to their home. If that makes sense. Yeah, and and Iro talks about, oh, you missed a beautiful kind of song by one of our guys here. Which <laughs> so that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um also I love the music, by the way, right now with Jeremy Zahn and the uh I think it's the Sungi horn, but it's it's funny because it's at first it sounds like it's non-diegetic and then it's diegetic. Mm. Um because then he plays also there's that statue of that monkey that he found in the uh in the waterbending scroll. That's yep. kind of nice. That's a nice touch. I like that detail. Um, we also see Aang go back to the swamp with an arrow clearly there and grabs <laughs> uh, a frozen frog, by the way. Yeah, a couple frogs, and then he comes yeah, back. Just, and uh, yeah, just do that. Sleepily puts them in their mouth. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> just sucks them right in their mouth. Like uh, Consent? Yeah, they're little soothers. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> They do look like little babies in their little their little cradles or whatever. Yeah, they do. They're little sleeping bags there. Yeah, the big sleeping bag oppa. Or bed. And they both go to sleep in the day as well. Those guys are awesome. Yep. Oh, man. Man. Uh Zuko is uh he's he's really ripped there, eh? Yeah, and he's definitely considering something as he's trying to go back to sleep. He's definitely a little his mind's caught by something. Yeah, and then we see Sokka really enjoying his his little uh little candy frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just really getting into it there, right? Eh? Yeah, and th- these were the faces look a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> they're a little uh, they're a little too like fully coolly there eh? for 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 those who get that reference. <laughs> Not me, but but I did think it was a fun end with them just yeah, uh, hacking on the frogs. So you were okay with that ending, even though we had this like somber. Like the whole time we had this somber, uh, what would you even call it? This this, this just somber, yeah, overtone uh, for the conclusion, and then we like end with a joke in a way. Yeah, if it didn't look as cute as it did with the little frogs and them like wrapped up in their little burritos, I don't think it would be as. Uh, I wouldn't accept it as much, but it just looks so cute. So I can believe that. So as long as it's. <laughs> Caleb, if it looks cute, it's fine. And Appa there being like their big bed. It's like, oh man, I wish I was laying on there. Yeah, as well. <laughs> it looks so cozy. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, so yeah, the, you know, the, this episode, one of the, probably the weakest one we've covered so far, wouldn't you say? Or uh... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I really like this one. I think this... You're saying it's like the div- Great Divide. <laughs> okay, well, now you just created a divide between both of us. <laughs> No, yeah, both these episodes, another two two great episodes in a row, I think. Yeah, you could call almost call it like a two parter, but it's not. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like the even though Aaron Ehaz is the head writer, both Brian and or both like Bright comes at this. They're just like, all right, who could write the better episode? We'll do it like back to back. Let's go. Oh, did did uh, one of them write the other one? 
No, it was just like Aaron Ehaz writes the last one and then they write this one. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't funny. make that. I, I, made, I probably didn't word that correctly, but I I write one good one. You write the other. Let's see which one fans like more. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know if we've covered a lot of ones that they've written, just the two of them so far. Yeah, just the pilot, I think, so far. And the, and then I think I think I think Roku was written by Ehaz, maybe, or maybe that was the spirit world. I don't remember now. Yeah, we've been doing this for too long. Our memories are certain. Yeah, I don't to... remember I remember stuff about the shows. I don't remember everything about like the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Other than once again, everybody who works on the show, thank you. Uh, you did a great job, and I hope you guys are have ex- You guys are doing. You're employed right now. <laughs> Let's put it that way because yeah. you deserve all the praise. Because this was such a fantastic episode. Once again, hitting it yeah. uh, in the ball uh, out of the ballpark. I'd say. And DR movie, you you delivered a good one here. The good the arts good throughout. There's some really beautiful stuff in this one. So, and that's coming a lot from uh, from Caleb there. Eh? <laughs> Hey, uh, credit where credit is due, you know? Yeah. You always must tip the hat to those who uh, actually perform. Yeah. Oh, but do we, do you have anything else to say on this one or we kind of. No, I just feel like, you know, I, I just hope that, you know, they follow up with this, not maybe immediately, but they, they do follow up with some of these plot points later on. Hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next one. I always. Yeah. End. Whatever that one may be. Um, plenty more on the horizon. Don't worry. We're still, we're still in book one for next little bit. Yeah, I guess not that much longer. We're on 14, or the next, sorry, we're on 13, the next one's 14. I didn't think there was 20 episodes this season. I feel like there was less, but maybe I'm wrong. It's 20 each season except for book three. Oh, that's, yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking about. Oh, but yeah, catch us on the next one, guys, when we cover whatever's, whatever's next. If you and your family are sick, why not try frozen frogs? Just not poison dart frogs. Who knows? Maybe Frozen, they actually do the opposite. <laughs> it's like the one episode of Ben 10 where like Ben gets a cold and then like all his, all his aliens are like, you know, reversed or whatnot. So instead of heat blast, he has like ice blast or cold blast, whatever it is. It's, it's really weird. Um, maybe it's like that where it's like in reverse. So like poison dart frogs, ah, they're fine. That's the, that's, that's the cure all. That's the, it's a cure to, uh, secure COVID, cancer, and AIDS. Like that, that's what we should be doing. Oh, we all, all got to suck on frogs. Golly, I shouldn't do that because these are the same people who are. I mean, I don't know if the people who are listening did the Tide Pod Challenge or like the Cinnamon Challenge. Do you know anybody oh, who did boy. that? Nope. Well, neither did I, or else they probably wouldn't be hurting anymore. Till next time, <laughs> peace. <laughs>
lets things settle in. Oh yeah. Uh, wow. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. David something. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. What was that name? David Nutter. No, I can't that's it. That's oh, it. Wow. Okay. Nutter. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had known about him when we, uh, when they, when I first watched or li- was listening to Cap and Eric talk about Arrow episodes, when they did the pilot, they were like, that's the one thing that we remember about this episode is that it was written by this, or it was directed by the same guy who directed Smallville. I'm like, oh, that's oh, funny. Okay. I mean, I know you mentioned that in the Smallville episode. This is in our like other channel, by the way, but uh, I just needed to make mention that. It's like, so that's why I knew about him. Yeah, and I guess he's done a lot of shows we've seen, but but not Avatar. So, <laughs> oh, well, if only. Hey, who knows? Maybe him and uh, Tartakovsky will be involved in the uh, in the next series there, eh? My biggest dream is to see uh, Brake and Kennedy Tartakovsky work together. That'd be cool. That'd absolutely be cool. Like you have, you have my one of my favorite like animation directors and creators, and you have two of my like all time favorite creators as well. Like, how can that not go wrong? Yeah, that'd be awesome. And that's the blue spirit. That was uh that was worth the description you gave to it. <laughs> yeah, a little more jokey than my usual ones, but <laughs> Yeah, you were right to save that one for yourself to uh, monologue <laughs> over. This section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Enter at your peril. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. This made me think of another episode from one of the later seasons. When they meet that, oh, what's that guy's? It's like a different kind of. Um, uh, I don't think. I don't think I'll remember. I have to point it out when we get to that episode. So. <laughs> I mean, you're, are you going to remember that though? Because that's that's a while away. <laughs> probably, I probably won't. Uh, is it book three or book two? I don't remember. Um, I don't even remember what the guy's power was at this point. Well, it's not Combustion Man, is it? It's Combustion Man, that's it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, is it when we're in the Western Air Temple? Yeah, wherever he was, I just felt like the it reminded me of this place a little bit. Yeah, no, you know, no, it's the you know what it is? It's the uh it's the um it's the Firebending Masters. Oh, is that the one that he's in? Th- he's not in that, but are you thinking of like when the dragons show up? No, it's it's whenever they're like whenever he's like meets up with them. Like, I feel like they're around a place like this, but it's been a while since I've seen it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs>